Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to this week's episode of Pull Up a Stump, Surviving and Thriving Life Nowadays. I am your host, Cassie, and today we're going to talk about co-parenting. Um, I know that word just, I'm sure, is quite triggering and packs a punch to a lot of people, um, including myself. And so, yeah, I really wanted to dive into it um, and just kind of talk about, like, what the fuck happened to co-parenting in the last, like, I don't know, in my experience, like the last, I don't know, year and a half, but I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I would say like the last like 10 years. Okay. Um, and it's like, what? Like, I don't understand. And when I talk about like co-parenting, we're going to use it as like a vast, like, you know, term for just parents who are separated who have a child together you know like that you know so whatever your co-parenting agreement looks like or your lack thereof or whatever the heck we're using it as like a vague term of just you know two people who have a baby together that are separated and what the fuck that looks like um you know because like I said in like the little blurb if you read it um I feel like back in the day like most, obviously there was um, exceptions to every family, but most parents were able to, if they separated, just swap kids, you know, you got it done, the kid was with mom for that long, dad for that long, you know, we didn't like each other, but whatever, we made it work. Not every single fucking family was in court um, spending tens of thousands of dollars on court and can't communicate unless a lawyer's in the middle and, you know, shit-talking that parent and shit-talking this parent and, you know, stealing fucking children and, uh, like, all this sort of stuff. Um, you know, like, for example, I mean, I can talk from experience, okay? My parents separated when I was four. I think it was, like, almost five, something like that. And my mom hates my dad. Okay, I can count on like two fingers, literally two fingers, the amount of times that my mom has actually like let my dad inside her house after they were separated. Like, you know, um, she, my dad was literally saved in my mom's phone as Captain Douchebag. Like, literally, he did not have a name in her phone anymore. It was just Captain Douchebag. And like they, she hated him. Like, absolutely hated him for her own reasons. You know, it is what it is. Um, but fucking hated him. And, you know, my dad, obviously, probably not the biggest fan of my mom either. But, like, growing up, I experienced both sides of this firsthand. Um, you know, my mom, growing up, would shit talk my dad constantly. Like, it was, you know, that's what we were raised around. My, my mom just always talking shit about my dad making us kind of feel guilty about wanting to go over to our dads. You know, there was a point in time when my brother and I were both younger that we kind of chose our dad over our mom and lived primarily with my dad for a few years just on our own accord, you know, and we were always made to feel guilty about that. And there was all these little like backhanded comments and shit. But my dad never said like one bad thing about my mom. You know, until we got older, like 16, 15, 16, and we could understand what, you know, things meant, then we started to, you know, get more insight on, like, her alcohol addiction and all that kind of stuff as to what, whatever. But besides all that, you know, we were always 
split. Like my parents did this like six month, six month thing. And then we saw the other parent every second weekend and it worked for us, you know? So like August of every year they, we split and then we'd move into mom's house and we'd move into dad's house, you know, whatever. And like that always happened. We, my parents were never in court. You know, there was never a time when the other parent like wouldn't give like there was never a time when like my dad didn't give us to my mom or my mom didn't give us to our dad. There was never a time where we weren't allowed. Well, besides one point in time, but that was because my mom was uh, not doing so well with the alcohol. But anyway, besides the point, there was never a time that like we were banned from seeing the other parent. We were taken from the other parent. We were forced to not see the other parent, like anything like that. You know, they had their own shit and they didn't like each other. Um, especially my mom didn't like my dad, but they never let their shit get in the way of like my brother and I seeing our other parent. And as you know, yes, there was like little toxic parts. Like I said, like my mom would shit talk my dad constantly and that wasn't cool hearing growing up. Um, and I don't think that any parents should do that. Um, it still, you know, we still got, we were still always had access to the other parent. And at the end of the day, like I said, they just made, put their shit aside. You know, I'm sure, I'm sure they had text wars here and there when, you know, they disagreed on something or, you know, if there was a birthday party, we would have the birthday party at like a place, like at a play place or some shit and, or at like the roller rink. And so like, they were never in each other's houses or anything like that, but they could be in the same fucking vicinity and as kids, we saw both of our parents together, you know? And I think that that's so important. And so why isn't that happening anymore? Like myself, I'm going through this, the beginning stages of it, because I'm finally fucking back in my daughter's life. No, like no thanks, but also thanks to the court system, fucking finally pulling their head out of their ass. Um, and also experiencing like super toxic behavior in that whole thing, like just disgusting toxic behavior. Uh, it's hard, but it is what it is. Um, you know, but I have so many friends and I know so many parents and even just through like sharing my kind of story through my social media, I've had so many, like over a hundred well over a hundred in the last year and a half have reached parents, both moms and dads have reached out to me and been like, I'm going through this or like, thank you for sharing. Cause my story is so similar, blah, blah, blah. Do you have like all this stuff? And like, there's hundreds of probably thousands of parents out there nowadays that just can't make this happen. Like they live in the fucking courtroom because, and I mean, that's where mine's going, but like they live in the fucking courtroom because people can't just fucking communicate as two adults who hate each other even, but see that there's a child in the middle that fucking deserves both parents. And obviously there's like things that happen that yes, there's reasons why like a parent should be either not allowed around their child or, um, like, what am I trying to say? Like limited or whatever. But unless those fucking things are extremely valid to the point where like you put the child in like immediate danger, like you have like history of like 
sexual abuse or violence or, you know, like you full on are like a very avid drug user, you know, like I do believe that, yes, there's things or like you don't have a safe home or you don't have, you know, that kind of stuff. Sure. But like on a regular basis, even like mine, for example, I had an issue with alcohol. Yes. Cleared that shit up clean and sober for the last over a year, you know, like it's cool. We're good. But even back way back then when I was at my worst, I never put my daughter in immediate danger. But anyway, it's like you, yes, I agree. There are instances where that should be monitored or, you know, whatever. But like in the grand scheme of things, why the fuck can't parents nowadays like just squash their shit aside, leave that shit to text fucking wars between you two on the back end of things and don't let the child suffer in the middle like it's or children whatever child children in the middle and like why is that such a prevalent thing nowadays like I I honestly do feel like nine out of ten fucking separated parent situations have this dynamic where they live in the courtroom or they, like, I just was scrolling TikTok. This is, this is what sparked today's, um, podcast topic. Cause I was sitting there. I'm like, fuck today. I have to record a podcast. I couldn't narrow down what I wanted to talk about. I, I literally have a list in my phone of top pod, podcast, um, topics. And I just, <clears throat> I was looking at it and I'm like, I cannot decide what to talk about. And then I was scrolling TikTok and I came across this TikTok of this dad that literally has to record like his exchanges with the baby mama, you know, like just exchange, like just probably like the video was, he scribbled out the girl, like the baby mama's head. So you couldn't see who she was. So, you know, not to like spread this woman all over social media as this bad person, but it's literally just a video of him, the mom handing off like what looks to be about a two year old baby boy. And a video is just the baby boy, like running to dad and the captions like it sucks that i have to record our exchanges but i get to catch little videos like this and i was like holy shit like that's what it really comes down to in a lot of fucking situations because the other person you know to save yourself from the other person making bullshit lies like oh the kid is scared when it goes when he goes to see dad well here's fucking video proof that my kid ran right up to me you know is happy to see me or like that, you know, to catch this other parent screaming at you, verbally attacking you, possibly physically attacks, attacking you, you know, all these other things. And it's really boiled down to that, that like we are needing to fucking video our exchanges and, you know, all this stuff where you hear all the time, like save everything, like save your proof, save your proof. That's the boat I'm in. Save your proof, save your proof, save your proof. And it's like, I shouldn't fucking have to. Like us parents, like parents, like why, why can people not just, yeah, I hate you. You hate me. Fucking cool. But our kids need access to both parents. So when, you know, put our shit aside for once and just like deal with it, you know? And I'm really, I, I got thinking about it. And I mean, I think about it all the time. Um, literally almost all day, every day. <laughs> and I, I, you know, especially I'm like, why, like, what's going on here? Why, why is this a thing? And I have a few theories, okay? Theory number one is that one, people are just so fucking self-entitled nowadays. 
They are, we are such a self entitled fucking world that no one, like everyone just thinks they're the fucking shit. And so that just boils down to parenting. And so then you freaking have people who have separated. Obviously, if you're separating, there's probably something that happened, ill feelings that caused you to separate. And so then we have these self-entitled, both moms and dads, okay? And not just squash in one side. We have self-entitled parents who have ill feelings towards the other parent and just think that they are like king shit and that they can just call all the shots and they don't need to listen to anyone, including fucking court orders sometimes. You know, they just self-entitled people who can't put their shit aside, you know? And I don't know why or when the world started to turn into such a self-entitled fucking thing. Like, why? But I'm, I'm, I'm assuming... Or not assuming. That's like that's one of my theories as to what is going on here. It's just everyone's so fucking self-entitled. Okay? Theory number two is that I don't I don't really know they, they don't have a full-on word for this, but um I guess like I don't even I don't really know how to explain this one. I'm just gonna like full on say it. But it's like we just what parents, you know, like they I think whether it be social media or whether it just be like talk or whatever, everybody just thinks that like they're untouchable. Maybe this, this is also kind of self-entitled, you know, but everybody just thinks they're untouchable and they just like, it doesn't matter who says you need to show up at this time or the court says you need to do that or whatever. Everybody's just like, thinks they're fucking untouchable and they can get away with anything. And it's like, like everybody thinks they're like above the law. I guess this is really part of the self-entitled thing, but everybody just thinks they're like above the law. Um, and it's like, no dude or girl, like nobody's fucking above the law here. So like just get along with it now. And so the law doesn't have to be involved, you know, like it's just, I don't, I don't get it. Like why back then could parents make it work? And then all of a sudden nowadays it's not going like that. And to be honest, yeah, it's hard on the mom and it's hard on the dad. Like no one likes to be fucking fighting with each other constantly and reminded of like what a piece of shit their fucking ex is and like all this stuff. But and dealing with like, you know, the other parent, like getting a girlfriend or a boyfriend who fucking is way out of bounds, you know? So and no one likes to do that kind of shit. But at the same time, like, it, the only one that's really suffering in the freaking long run is the children. Like, <laughs> and nobody can fucking take responsibility for anything anymore. Like, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Like, no one, no one did any wrong. And I mean... Also, I think that a lot of this has to do with some reason, maybe it's just coming out of the woodworks and more people are recognizing it or more people are just speaking about it, 
but fucking narcissists are at like an all-time high, okay? I don't know if it's like an entire world that's just bred fucking narcissists or whatnot, but narcissism is insane. And one of the things about narcissists is that they can't fucking take responsibility for anything, okay? They're never in the wrong. It's always somebody else's fucking fault. It's you did this to yourself. You're in this boat because of what you did. No, no, no. They done nothing wrong in this. They, you know, they're just these fucking innocent little people who are just victims. Meanwhile, they are like the main fucking component of the reason why this is happening but they can't see it so you know that's a whole other topic but like co-parenting with a fucking narcissist that's just great that's what that's what my mom had to do too my dad is a very much a narcissist um maybe that bred a lot of her hate towards him but you know very much a narcissist but they still fucking made it work whatever but you know we have narcissistic parents we have fucking people who think they're above the law we have self-entitled parents we have this these like childish fucking parents and maybe that's well no because even way back in the day people were popping out kids at like fucking 19 years old and making it work but that was a whole different time but i'm gonna say young parents but at the same time like like i said way back when they were young too but it's like we just have these people that for some reason can't co-parent and again the only one in the long term here that's getting hurt is the children because you know whether that child is now being um, fed bullshit from the other parent about the other parent, you know, though your dad or your mom is a piece of shit is, you know, uh, whatever, just talking shit about the other parent constantly, you know, or we have like the other extreme where the other parent literally removes the child from the other parent, like literally stops the fucking child from seeing the other parent. And that's just disgusting on a whole new level. But it's like, and then we all just have to <laughs> spend like tens of thousands of dollars in debt and in, in lawyer fees just because, just for someone to fucking, some judge to put the gavel down and be like, this is the parameters of your parenting. Like we couldn't fucking figure that out on our own. And it's just so... It's just crazy because honestly, how many, if you really think about your like friend group or people that you know, how many like original parents are still together? Like how many of your fucking friends are like the baby daddy and the baby mama are still together? Like not a lot. I can think of off the top of my head two. Otherwise they, you know, they're separated and have like a step parent in the middle. Two people that I can think of off the top of my head right now. And so we have like separation slash divorce slash whatever co-parenting requirements at like an all-time high, yet at an all-time high is also co-parents who don't know how to fucking co-parent. And really like we're just going to end up raising a bunch of kids who are damaged because when you can, you know, you can be the parent the other, like, you could be like my dad, right? That never said a bad thing about my mom and, and all that. And then, you know, when we were with my dad, he has his own problems as a parent. But, like, when we were with my dad, we never heard a bad thing about my mom. So that's, like, the kind of parenting we saw from him. But then on the opposite, we saw the other side of parenting from my mom. So it's, like, we have all these kids that are being raised in this, which ultimately 
affects how they will parent and affects how they will see relationships, you know? And then also, let's just put into fucking perspective here that when you have two parents that cannot communicate without a lawyer in the middle or without constantly going to court, that just breeds so much room for like wrong to happen with the child. Because if, if you know, something happens, let's say like, the, the child gets hurt in the other parent's care or the child, um, you know, something fucking happens like bad or whatever in the other child, in the other parent's care. And then y'all can't fucking communicate to save your life. And then you're obviously probably going to not tell the other parent like, Hey, when Jimmy was with me, you know, um, we ended up in the hospital because he, fell and broke his nose off the monkey bars you know like you're not gonna tell the other parents shit like that or you're not gonna tell the parent like hey this kid like when jimmy's with me i notice when he sleeps you know he keeps having night terrors what's going on you know and having like open communication about your child's well-being because y'all can't fucking talk to each other without a lawyer or a judge in the middle so again the child fucking suffers and i'm not to say like I'm not the perfect parent, okay? Obviously. I don't think anybody's a perfect parent. I am not the perfect parent, but I damn sure have fucking done some real work on myself and some real work to become the best version of me and to continue to become the best version of me for my kids. And I think that's what we all have to do because parenthood is fucking constantly evolving. But I damn sure know that regardless of how I feel about my fucking baby daddy... My one baby daddy, I have a good, I have two baby daddies. I have one really good baby daddy and I have one not so good baby daddy. Um, and doesn't matter how I feel about my fucking not so good baby daddy. That's a nice way to put it. Um, I still, you know, I could look at him and I have had to look at him in the eye or at him and, you know, talk to him and bite my fucking tongue because, well, that's what we have to do because we have a a fucking kid in the middle who needs us to learn how to like make this shit work because she is little and we have a whole lifetime ahead of us of needing, cause I'm sorry, but unless you get fucking hit by a car, <laughs> then you're not going anywhere and I'm not going anywhere. So let's fucking learn how to do this. But then what do you do when you're in a situation with a parent who? You could be trying your damnedest. Like, you could be like, I fucking hate you. Cool. Cool. I'm never going to like you again. I think you're the most fucking horrid person on this planet. You and your fucking posse. I think you guys are the most, you guys are worse than fucking gum on the street. But, doesn't fucking matter. Because, at the end of the day, I don't need to be with you. I don't need to like you. I don't need to live with you anymore. I don't need to fucking hang out with you at the barbecue. I don't need to sit beside you in fucking school assemblies. I don't need to do that. But at the end of the day, we do have a child together and we have to learn how to fucking talk about that child and the well-being of that child. So what do you do when you're confronted with a parent who is that parent that like 
doesn't want to fucking make anything work, is like their sole purpose in life in parenting is to like make you seem like a piece of shit. They'll do everything to fucking, you know, make sure that this child doesn't see you, doesn't believe you, doesn't anything. They just want to live in the courtroom. They just want to threaten fucking court and judges all the time. They just, they can't talk to you unless, you know, it goes through a lawyer, unless there's fucking backhanded threats and, you know, all that. Like they can't just talk peacefully. There's always like a, yeah, sure, but you're a fucking piece of chat. Yeah, sure, we can do that, but you're fucking da da da. Like, there's like, give it up, dude or girl. Like, you can't just just give me a yes or no answer, you know, kind of thing. What do you do in that situation? Well, I'm still learning it, but I'll give you some tips of what I've picked up so far. <laughs> um, is just one like learn to read between the lines of those fucking texts and emails. Okay, like just disregard the bullshit cuz like every fucking time you talk to this other person there is going to be like regardless like they're going to fucking try to like disrupt you in the text or email by saying something bad about you by insulting you by like trying to gaslight you by all that kind of stuff like it's going to happen but just read in between the lines like get to the point of the fucking email get to the answer you know just and don't fucking feed in back to it okay i know it's hard you know how many times i have typed an email or typed a text read it and then like deleted fucking three quarters of the email because I'm like nope they don't fucking deserve it you know don't fucking waste your time and energy like repeating them I saw this same thing I saw this meme the other day and it was like not everybody needs their energy matched you can't clean dirt with dirt and that's exactly how I fucking approach and how I suggest you approach like co-parenting with a shitty co-parent is you can't clean dirt with dirt, okay? So be the mop. <laughs> if that was a good enough analogy, I just kind of came up with that that mop thing on the on the spot. But, you know, just get to the point, read between the lines of the email, disregard all that shit. Because at the end of the day, that's not what the question was. Like, that's not what's going to help the child. That's not what we're trying to fucking do here. And if they want to waste all their time and energy and, like, whatever typing all this shit and believing all this shit and talking all that shit well guess what like manifestation and speaking things is true and if you are constantly focused and speaking like negative and just like shitty things well your life's gonna be fucking shitty okay i'm sorry so you can keep you can keep doing that to your own life and to your own relationship and shit like that cool go ahead i don't really give a shit so read between the lines of emails and texts because that's just just get to the nitty-gritty of things you know Second thing is just, like, accept it, okay? Like, you don't have to accept the abuse, like, the verbal abuse. You don't have to accept the the shitty things that they say. You don't have to accept the way that they're doing it, but accept that this is going to fucking happen, okay? Because if you're constantly waiting and, like, hoping or, like, expecting that this person is going to get better or this, like, relationship's going to get better or, like, oh, you're just, like expecting like this person is going to become a good person and know how to co-parent with you stuff like that right like don't don't expect that just accept that like this is the real excuse me the relationship that you have with this person and like it's probably never going to change and it's not your responsibility to make it change okay like your responsibility as a responsible parent is to make sure that you change and that you are the best version of you and that you like right your wrongs as a parent and that you you know make sure that you don't 
fuck up again in the same capacity. You know, like, we're all going to fuck up someday. You know, there's always going to be a time when you let your fucking child out of the sight and they cross the road when they weren't supposed to. You know, like, that kind of stuff always happens. But I'm saying, like, for me, for example, you know, way back when, when I had my issues with alcohol, well, I fucking fixed that problem. So, you know, you have to fix your, your big problems like that and, and right your wrongs. Like, that's your responsibility as, like, a, a responsible parent. But... It's not your responsibility to make the other person change, okay? And that was something that I struggled with with a long time. And not even just in my co-parenting relationship, just in every fucking relationship. But, like, and I think that might just be, like, a woman thing. I don't know. But, like, you always... It's not your responsibility to make someone else change or to make someone else treat you the way that you deserve to be treated. Like, that. that's their own... That's their thing, okay? Like, that's them. They are either going to change or, like, they're not going to fucking change, but your responsibility is to just be the best version of you and focus on you. Focus on your mental health. Focus on your healing. Focus on learning how to communicate with these type of people. Because that's what's going to benefit your child in the long run. You don't need to benefit this person anymore, okay? Like, this person is, is gone and dusted. And the only reason they're still in your life is just because of this child. So... That's what you need to do is to be and focus on yourself and your well-being, your mental health, your physical health, your all that kind of stuff. And that's how you control your side of the co-parenting arrangement because that's all that you have to do now is control your side because trying to control both sides is just pointless. You're never going to... Some of these people you'll never get through to and some of them like at the end of the... Well, Every one of them at the end of the day, it's not your fucking responsibility anymore, okay? Like, you guys broke up, or you guys were never together, or whatever. Like, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. And what matters is, like, how you show up on your side as a parent to your child. And so, again, like, just focus on yourself. Like, that. that's it. And by focusing on yourself, you become the best parent for your child. So, yeah, like, accepting, like, number two, right? Like, just accepting it. Just accept it. Accept that this is it. This is how this person is. And accept that this is, you know, what your life's going to look like for the next whatever year. And maybe they'll change. Or the, the next 18 years. It is what it is. Just accept it. You don't have to accept the hurt and the abuse and all that shit. And, like, the listen to that. And that's what I say. Just, like, fucking read in between the lines. Because that's not going to stop, more than likely. Um, so if you just can get down to the, like the nitty gritty of the text or the email or the phone call or whatever, um, that's it. Tip number three is like, I know it's kind of a, a controversial one given what I've been talking about here, but tip number three is, yeah, make sure like you freaking have proof of everything. That's it. Like you need to have proof because at the end of the day, the other person is probably going to, you know, try to shit talk you, try to make up lies, try to like swing the truth, try to all this sort of stuff. And so just have your proof. You know, I know it's shitty to need to do it, but it, it will help in the long run. Um, and yeah, I think that that, again, we don't know, I don't know why the heck the world has gone this way and why most parents can't just, you know, communicate and be whatever for the child and leave your shit at the door, you know? Um, but it is what it is. And I feel like more times than not, this is what parents are going through. And, you know, maybe one day 
things will change and people will learn how to just like be fucking adults and get along and for the sake of the child. But I think that that's also wishful fucking thinking. Um, you know, so, you know, get multiple streams of income because lawyers are expensive as shit. Um, you know, get proof, work on yourself, right your wrongs, become the best version of you, read between the lines in your fucking emails, texts, and phone calls. Um, and yeah, I think that those are like really my best tips of why and my theories as to what's going on here. Um, I'm sorry if you're going through this. I know it's not fucking fun. Um, yeah, it is not a fun situation at all, but it is what it is. And I think that, you know, regardless of if your baby was planned or your baby was not planned or, you know, this person is literally just your baby daddy or they were, your, or your baby mama or they were your ex or whatever it is. At the end of the day, there is now a child in the middle of it, and that child um, deserves to have at least one fucking decent parent, um, you know, and who has good morals and values and, and doesn't, you know, puts their shit aside. Hopefully, too. Um, but, you know, it is what it is, so I don't understand why, what my parents were doing differently than what I'm doing or what everybody else is doing but it is what it is, not the world we live in. So I hope that you got some value from this podcast. I just, I just saw that TikTok and I was like, damn, like this poor, whatever. We obviously don't know the story a hundred percent, but like needing to freaking record exchanges, like just in case, like why the fuck has the world gotten to that? Like, I mean, yeah, my parents never dropped us off at like a specific place. Like, you know, they'd swap off and the other parent would pick us up from daycare, but like I don't think that back then they would have needed to record the exchanges. Um, it just, it's just different nowadays. Um, self-entitlement, narcissism, everybody thinking they're fucking above the law and above everything and everybody needing to fucking be right, you know? And I guess, yeah, it's an entirely different ballgame, like co-parenting with a narcissist. I mean, I applaud my mom for having done it for so long, and I listen to all these people, like moms and dads, that both are co-parenting with narcissists, and it, you know, not fun. Um, but I mean, I guess what I said is just do your due diligence to be the best version of you, and carry on, because you know, kids they uh, hopefully live for a really long time, and that's kind of our responsibility as parents. So, um, yeah. Anyway, guys, that's today's episode. Hope you guys had um, a freaking fantastic day. <laughs> Don't forget, move your body, drink your water, do your positive affirmations. And if you'd be so kind as to rate my podcast, that would be fantastic. Thank you. Bye.